Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. I grind every day just so I can live a better life. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Game day for the Utah Jazz, taking on the Portland Trailblazers tonight here at Vivint Arena, the final home game, by the way, tip-off at 7.30. Semi-big one. Yeah, it's bigger for Portland than it is for the Jazz, but yeah. But it's big for the Jazz, too. They, they want to win the West. And uh, so, yeah, it's uh, they get this one, I think they're in good shape. Oh, if they get this one, it's all but over. What yeah. a controversial opinion. <laughs> Well, everything doesn't. You don't have to breathe fire every time. I I don't think they win tonight, and I still think they win the West. And you think the reason that the Jazz will not win this game tonight is, uh, uh, let me guess. First and foremost, the Jazz are shorthanded. Mm -hmm. Second, Portland is more motivated than the Jazz are, in your opinion. And third, Portland's hot right now. The hottest team in the league, in fact. Well, those are pretty hard to argue against, really. Wow, thank you. I appreciate that. That's very logical thinking on your part. But I also think the Jazz win their final two games of the year, and I, you know, we'll see what Phoenix does, but I, I don't think, yeah. Magic number's two, so that means that the Jazz have to have a favorable outcome in two out of six games. But do you think the Jazz are capable of carving up this uh, Portland defense tonight? Carving up? Yeah. Well, yeah, because any team in the league is capable of carving up the Portland defense. <laughs> okay, then that's my so, point. So, yeah, but Portland's also playing really well, and they've got a, they've got good players. I'm always curious to see how the Jazz do against great guards, and Portland's got them. Steph so. wasn't that great the other night. He was okay. Okay, he won the game. But and. He wasn't that what, great. What did then? I he say was, okay. was going to do? I said 40, didn't you I? You said 50, I'm pretty sure. I said 40. And he got, what did he get, 36? Uh, let's see here. Pretty darn close. 36, but. Well, you, you what, you, you, uh, you criticize every jazz player for having an inefficient night ever, and Steph Curry goes eleven of twenty-five and three of thirteen at three, and you call it a great game. That's not what Excuse I do. Excuse me. Stop it. Double standard calling. Stop it. Dame's gonna go for forty tonight. Donovan Mitchell has games where he's one shot off shooting fifty percent from the floor. Everyone's like, "Well, oh, it's not efficient." Not enough. true. Not efficient not enough. Not true. Now you're. He has bo- got to get more efficient. No, now you're the boy crying wolf. It's not That's true. Totally true. Not true. I mean, Bogdanovich on that night that uh, he scored forty-eight did have the three straight turnovers. <laughs> True to form. All right, uh, let's let's hear a little bit uh, from Joe Ingles, shall we? He uh, was made available today after shoot around. 
Well, let's see record a bit. Uh, we are going to have, we have one more pair of tickets to give away, and we're going to have a little, should we do a little quiz? Should we keep people locked into the interview? Yes. We're going to We're going to ask a question about what Joe has to say here, and then you can win tickets if you have the answer. And see if you think Joe is uh, is faking that Australian accent a little bit. <laughs> okay, we can throw that on there, too. Although you don't have to have an opinion on that to win tickets. No. But here is Joe Ingles from Shooter Ramp. You've had really good stats defending guards this year and defending the pick and roll. And, you know, I think uh, that's not something that usually people are really talking about you as, as one of your big strengths, but it has been. What is kind of the secret to you defending pick and roll and defending kind of smaller, quicker guards as well as you do? Um, probably a bit of luck. <laughs> they probably have an off night. Um, no, I think uh, over time, especially from my first year to now, um, I still remember my first couple of years, anytime I would get switched on to someone, the higher caliber players, I would be, uh, we'd get the old wave away and it would be a lonely Island for a few seconds. Um, and I think it obviously gets to a point where you've not like I'm standing up for myself, but I want to stay on the court and I want to, um, not be in that situation. So just figuring out, um, different things. Obviously I realize I'm not as quick or, or fast as some other guys, um, whoever it may be a, a little at all point guard or whoever it is. Um, so just IQ wise, trying to kind of not outsmart them, but just kind of play a, a step in front of them and, um, obviously watching film and what they like to do. And, um, I think in the pick and roll side of things, obviously my, my length helps obviously being taller and, and longer arms and stuff. I can, get over or under a pick and roll and maybe it'll contest a, a shot if it's a pull up um, or at the rim a little bit. So um, yeah, it's been probably a working progress. It's not something I, I didn't know those stats or whatever. I don't know what, what numbers you just said, but um, I'll take it. Tell Quinn that. Make sure you ask Quinn in his media today. All right. Next up, Ben Anderson, KSL Sports. Hey, Joe, because your game is pretty unique, is there anyone who you modeled your game after or who did you watch growing up that you liked? Um, I always like the two players and not for the first one's not for any uh, <laughs> particular reason. I, I loved watching Dirk play just because it was Dirk, not for saying I play like him because that's completely wrong. Um, the other one... I saw early on and, and really liked was Ginobili. Um, and that was early, early on more through national team playing with um, Argentina and Australia um, that those games. And then obviously early on in Paddy's career, when he went to the Spurs and, and following him and watching him, seeing him a, a lot more. So um, again, I wouldn't even really say I play much like Manu, but um, they were two guys I liked watching Um I think some similarities with Manu, but I don't want to even put myself anywhere near in the same um, bracket as him because he's a Hall of Famer and what, four-time champion, five-time, whatever, however many he won, six-man of the year and, and all that. So um, I, I did like watching him play. I was lucky enough to have Brett Brown as well um, with the national team who was Manu's individual coach at, at San Antonio for a little while. So he uh, probably stole some things that, that I worked on early with Brett um, with the national team, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I haven't really sat there and tried to model anyone. I, I don't know. I just kind of do my own thing a little bit, to be honest. I don't, I've figured out things that work for me over my career, obviously. And I've, I've worked on things that haven't um, 
that I haven't been as good at. Um, and I just try to play my own game. All right. Next up, Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Hey, Joe, you're uh, going against a team that's fighting to avoid the play-in um, and then really in a rhythm with their three-guard lineup. How big of a test will this be for you guys tonight? Yeah, um, I think they just said they're like eight and two in their last 10 games. They've obviously been playing well and um, probably finding a fight. I think that obviously with a few injuries that CJ was out for a little bit and they made a trade and um, big fella Nurkic was out for a little bit the start or the middle of the year. Um, so they've uh, obviously gone through some stuff and um, it'll be, a, be another good challenge, I think. Um, we'll, we obviously prepared um, like we do any other game. We've have had some some things that have worked against them with the other games we've played. Um, like I said, obviously they are a bit of a different team now, probably um, with the injuries and, and stuff like that, the trade. Um, so yeah, we'll, we, it'll be a it'll be a tough game. They're, they're like you said, they're fighting for I don't know where they are, but in that standings to get as high as they can um, at this point with a, a few games to go. So. They'll, they'll come out ready to play and, and we've got to match that and, and obviously take it to another level to, to get a, a good win. Sarah Todd, Desert News is up next. Joe, um, obviously I know that you guys uh, won Don and Mike back and we got the news that Don won't be playing through the rest of the regular season. Um, sort of the discourse from outside of the team, which I know you, most of you probably don't care about at all, um, is that there's a fear that there will be rust for the both of them going into the playoffs or that you guys might've lost some of the chemistry you had early in the season internally. Are you guys concerned about that? No. Um, I mean, Mike's going to be rusty because he's old as hell, but not because of his, uh, his game. Um, I think, uh, I think over the, well, I mean, two years now with those guys, we've, we've played a lot of basketball together. Um, Obviously, last year was a bit more in and out, um, but this year has been pretty consistent. We've been pretty lucky with injuries, knock on wood. Um, the guys, we've been out there a lot together. Um, so I think the way we play as well um, makes it easier for them to come back in. We're, we're not relying on one person or we're not waiting for We We haven't been really struggling or anything like that at the moment without those guys, we we've been out of everyone kind of picks it up. George comes in and starts, we do a few different things. Um, and when they come back, it'll almost be more normal, I guess. Like, cause I'll, we'll, I'll go back to the bench. George will go back to the bench. We'll get those guys back and um, we'll, we'll get in that rhythm. I think um, Boyan found his form a little bit, being a bit more um, aggressive and involved. I think with those two back, he's going to get even more looks um, because of how, um, important those two guys are so um yeah i mean it'll it'll it might take a shoot around or a practice or something but i think uh they'll they'll slot back in pretty seemingly 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 less seamless seamless they'll seamlessly. slot back in perfectly seamlessly um so i think it'll be yeah i think i understand i get i get where people are coming from but i feel like the the team that we are and we're not relying on Don to come back in and ISO for the whole game. And if he scores 50, we win. If it was a situation like that, I'd understand the, the, the concerns, but I think the way we play is, is that moving the ball unselfish. We're going to get guys involved and Donovan's the last person to worry about coming back in and trying to dominate or anything. He'll, he'll get back in his flow and we've got enough other players that will um, carry that load until he, uh, until he feels comfortable, which I feel will be very quickly.
All right, next up, Alex Vehar, Salt Lake Tribune. Joe, uh, going back a little bit to, to Mike Conley's experience, um, I'm not going to say age, I'm going to say experience, um, you know, from a, from a games played standpoint in terms of the playoffs, um, you know, he, he's the most experienced on you guys' team. He's been on multiple, he's been in multiple um, seven game series and conference final series as well. One conference final series, I should say when the playoffs do come around, how impactful will that experience be for the rest of the team? And maybe some of the younger guys who are kind of experiencing uh, their playoffs for the first time or, or, you know, big stakes for the first time. Yeah, I mean, I think obviously Mike is Mike. Like we we expect um, a lot from Mike on the court, off the court. I think leadership wise, he's been unreal for the the two years he's been here, the year and a half, whatever it's been. Um, and I don't expect that to to change. I think he'll he'll be willing to to tell us things or or, or whatever he sees out on the court, um, regardless if it's the playoffs or not. He, he's done it all year. He's done it. Um, with myself and Trent now when he's been sitting out. So he'll come over in timeouts and, and tell us what he sees or feels. And um, he's usually 99.9% of the time right. So it's um, he's an important part of our team, like I said, on and off the court and the leadership, like you said. Um, playoffs are, are the playoffs. I think we've we've had a few guys now, the, the main core group of us have been here for the last few playoff runs. Um He's obviously had his own. He he was with us last year, um, so it's yeah, it'll be it'll be exciting. Um, but I have no doubt that that his leadership will be the same as it's always been. Um, he's always vocal. He's always helping us out. Um, so I think it'll be um, seamless his uh, leadership. All right, and we have one more question. This is from Juan Baracco out of Uruguay with Salimo. Hola, Joe. Uh, how's it going? Uh, you're an, inter an international player. Uh, you've mentioned Manu Ginobili. Uh, as a South American fan and also a reporter here, I got to ask, uh, how important is the love or do you guys feel the love, not, from, not just from uh, jazz fans from Utah, but from uh, around the world through social media? Thank you. Not from uh, Uruguay. I don't get any yeah. love from Uruguay, but... Uh... No, I mean from a, from obviously being Australian, from Australia for sure. Um, the the messages, friends, family, um, randoms, whoever it is. Um, there's 25, 24 million people in Australia, and whatever ten of us over here, eight of us. I don't know what the number is of Australians this year, but um, yeah, it's a small number. So to 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 be on national TV and let let, let the fans watch, and Australians are a big basketball country. They, they love watching the NBA and, and for us to be over here representing um, not just myself or the jazz or, or my family, my, my children, but um, 24 million other people is, is something that I'm, I'm proud of. And I know that, that Patty and Baines and Delhi and, and all the guys over here are as well. So um, I get a little love from Spain, from Barcelona days. I get a little love from my uh, Israelis in, in Tel Aviv Um So it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty cool to um, be from another country and living in America and, and still feel that support from, from so far away. There you go. Joe Ingalls, uh, his availability at Shoot Around today. All right, Gordon, let's give away a pair of tickets. Okay, right, let's here, do it. What do you want question. to ask? Here's the question. Be the 12th caller with the right answer, 855-340-ZONE. Joe Ingalls said he had two players that he really enjoyed watching when he was coming up. Yes. 
who were those two players? Mm-hmm. And then if said he was more like one than the other. If you were listening, that'll be easy. 855-340-ZONE. Uh, that's uh, Joe Ingles, who's, who's really playing well, by the way. Um, yeah, I know we talk about this a lot, Gordon, but his career arc is, uh, I, I love it, how he's just played his way into everything that he's got. He's better than most of us thought he would end up being. Oh, and yeah. His, uh, his influence on the team is, is uh, valuable, both on the court and off it. And, uh, yeah, Joe just, and Joe's connected with the community as well, doing the show with DJ and PK. It's, it, it, it's a nice story. It's a nice story. So, yeah, he's helped the Jazz. What did you make of his comment about how, I, I don't want to, I'm paraphrasing here, but he, he essentially said that Donovan will be reintegrated uh, rather easily. I think so. Yeah. As long as he's healthy. Can I ask you this? And I, uh, I don't even know the answer to this as I ask you, but this is one of those things. Is he the best backup point guard in Jazz history? Because I know that was a very unpopular position with John Stockton because the backup would never live up. So everybody hated the Delaney Rudds of the world. <laughs> uh, is he better than Mark Jackson? At that point in Mark Jackson's You're talking career. You're about only with the Jazz. With the Jazz, not, not overall career. I might say Donovan. I don't think that you'd classify Donovan as the backup point guard. Well, is is uh, is Joe Ingles a backup point guard? Yes, for this team, he is. I can go along with that. I'm I'm trying to think of another name that uh, maybe. Wait, okay, so you're not going to include John Stockton when he was backing up Ricky Green? When he was backing up Ricky Green, okay, maybe, maybe that's the answer. <laughs> That's going way back to what, 1985? Six? Let's see. Uh, Stockton was drafted in 84, wasn't he? Yeah. So, yeah. Ricky Green, the fastest of them all. Stockton didn't start for like three years. Yeah, because Ricky Green didn't uh, go to the Hornets until the 87 88 season because oh. he was part of the that expansion team. Well, uh, okay, there's our answer. Yeah. The, the John Stockton. Was Stockton the best. is the best backup point guard the Jazz have ever had, pound for pound. Who was Darren's backup for all those years? Why am I going <laughs> blank on that? Uh, was it um, wasn't Rusty Larue? Was it no? Uh, was it uh, who was the guy who had the, the nickname of the the cereal? Milt Palacio. Milt Palacio. He was only on the uh, he was only on the roster when uh, Darren was a rookie. Who was the guy who was starting in front of Darren? That was that was, was, was Milt Pal- Mil Palacio. Keith McLeod. Keith McLeod. Yeah. yeah. I think he missed three game winning layups that season. <laughs> Ronnie <laughs> Price. Kidding. Ronnie Price was his backup for a couple of years. Brevin Knight was his backup for a year or two. I forgot about that. Who was Trey Burke's backup? Dante Exum. No, I think it was Howell Neto. He is, well, Trey and Howell got drafted in the same year. How about Carlos Arroyo? Is he in there somewhere? Carlos Arroyo, uh, who I don't think he backed up anybody. He started. Okay. Well, he did beat Team USA. Did we get a winner? We did. Kyle. Shout out to Kyle. Joe's two favorite players to watch, Dirk Nowitzki and Manu Ginobili. Those are two good ones. I mean, good good choices for him. 
He does resemble more Manu than he does Dirk, certainly. But really neither. Oh, there's a little Manu in there. I guess. What do you mean you guess? Manu was a little more mobile. Was he mobile? Well, they're both really left-handed. <laughs> although, although Joe's gotten better at that. I, I still can't believe Manu Ginobili was as good as he was without being able to dribble with his right hand. It's just remarkable. Did he never dribble with his right never. hand? Never. You could watch. Go back and, and watch some old Spurs games and count how many times he goes right. Did he ever shoot right? Ever? I don't know. He probably had a right-handed layup somewhere in there, Gordon. Okay. But but go back and watch some of those games. He goes left every single time. Mano Ginobili struck me as a kind of player that you would hate to have to guard because you're chasing him all over the place. He wasn't just standing there. See, that's, that's exactly my point. He should have been incredibly easy to guard. <laughs> okay. Because he only went left. Yeah, but he went left all the way. You know, if you keep going left, keep going, you can go all around the place. <laughs> Get out of the zone phone. Joining us now from Wasatch Medical Clinic, he's our friend Andrew Reinhardt, and he's uh, Andrew. You're here to help our listeners with their love lives. We are. That's what we do. We help guys maybe get the love life back, get the intimacy back, get the frequency in the bedroom back. Uh, we treat the erectile dysfunction. We do it without pills and without needles. Uh, we basically treat the root cause. One of the leading causes of ED is damaged blood vessels and restricted blood flow as a man ages. So we've got the problem. This goes in, and x-rays will show, really cool actually, that it opens up those blood vessels and regrows everything. So you get more blood flow when it counts, and we've helped a lot of guys turn back the clock in the bedroom. Man, that's got to be great for a lot of guys. Get that spontaneity back. It's all about the spontaneity. It's all about improving the relationship with your significant other, and, and that's the big benefit is we see that the spouses are happy, the relationship is better. Um, I, I think I read that uh, levels of depression and anxiety go down when we get the ED treated and, and, and corrected. So there's a lot of good benefit to this. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000. Go in and find out for yourself how this can benefit you, right? Do it for free. Yep. This is the initial screen and assessment with our doctor. That will make sure that your ED really is a blood flow problem. Maybe it's not something else, which can happen. Uh, we'll give you the little gift that produces immediate results in the bedroom. You'll love that. And new patients get free testosterone. So a ton of value. Give us a call. It's all no charge. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, guys. All right. We'll have more Big Show coming up next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The hour and time to talk Utah Jazz. Oh, Donovan! This is your Jazz at 30 update, presented by Syringa Networks. Working from home or with a hybrid workforce? Get a powerful IT partner with Syringa Networks. Call 385-420-7881 or visit syringanetworks.net. Ring the 30-point bell. Jazz Magic number down to two. Uh, with three games to go, either uh, a combination of two, either Jazz wins or Houston losses, loss, <laughs> and, and the Jazz will uh, seal up the best record in the Western Conference. Here's Rudy Gobert talking about the team need, needing to be better at limiting transition. 
I think they were able to get uh, many transition points, uh, either off turnovers or missed shots, bad, bad shots. And uh, I thought that uh, in half-court defense, we did a, a really good job containing uh, Steph and, and these guys. And, uh, you know, it comes down to the details. I think it was a great test for us. We, we came up short, but uh, we might see, see them again. We might not. But we're just going to keep getting better. Jazz update brought to you by our friends at uh, Syringa Networks. Jazz played the Blazers tonight here at Vivint Arena, the final regular season home game of the year. Tip-off will be at 7.30. Pre-game coverage begins at 6.30. You can't stop it now. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires. The team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, get your foursome together and sign up today for the Dyslexia Center of Utah, Utah Charity Golf Tournament. Uh, join the fun May 13th at Cedar Hills Golf Course. 100% of the proceeds goes to the Dyslexia Center Scholarship Fund. Space is limited. Find out more at Dyslexia Center of Utah. Can I bring up a quick uh, non-sports uh, story, Gordon, uh, before we get to back to the jazz convo? Sure. I wanted to bring this up earlier uh, when we were talking about the market update, but uh, didn't have a chance because we were uh, a little bit up against it. But uh, we mentioned that the, the pipeline uh, on the East Coast is, is back up and running. We did mention, yeah. Do you see that some like 70% of the gas stations in Charlotte, North Carolina were out of gas today? Which is which is pretty nuts, but um, the, the story. So, about- in other words, this, what everyone was advised to do was not to panic, and that's exactly what a lot of people yeah. did. Yeah, a lot of people did. But anyway, it's back online. What caused the the shutdown was ransomware, right? Uh, so hackers got in there, uh, sent what's called a phishing email. Somebody clicked on the link. Hackers get in. Pandemonium ensues. So a lot of companies out there, including ours, by the way, uh, are doing a significant amount of training on how to avoid just such circumstances. Okay. Now, now tell me what you think about what this this particular company did. All right. Um, they'll uh, companies will tell you don't click on links uh, in any email that sort of thing. Uh, a uh, let's see, a UK train operator sent out an email to staff promising a bonus for their work during the coronavirus pandemic. All right. They sent out this email. Uh, it said that it was, quote, a gift will inspire you to keep up the good work, unquote. Um, let's see here. Uh, it also presented staff with a, a link to click on to receive more information on their bonuses and to see a message from the, uh, the managing director or whatever. Okay. So it turns out that this company was just testing its employees after telling them not to click on a link. So when they actually, they said, hey, you're getting a bonus, and then you click on the link, and it actually meant that you're getting in trouble. That's entrapment, isn't it? Uh, But it's more than that. It's absolute moral bankruptcy. 
to to ply on the people, their good employees' natures during a pandemic year where things are tough and they've had to probably pinch their pennies for the last year and a half and try to make ends meet to say, you know what, we're going to give you an attaboy. Here's a little bonus. Just click on this. And then to say, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Right. So you go from, in one instance, thinking... Wow, I love this company. I have been working hard. Great. You know what? I'm going to get to, you know, uh, have a little extra money this month. This is terrific. You go from that to, oh, man, I'm in trouble. <laughs> That's dirty. This, yeah, this is so dirty. This, and their whole excuse was we were uh, doing something that we thought uh, the hackers, we were using language that we thought uh, hackers would use to the. To okay, the, but the people who actually did it aren't really in trouble, are they? Yeah, I'm sure they're getting uh, scolded for clicking on links. Uh, I, I I know someone who once clicked on something similar, and they had to do like an hour and a half training. Oh, wow. Where they had to prove that they had figured out that this is not how you do things. But that, fine, go ahead. I have no problem with companies doing this kind of training to, to yeah, keep themselves testing protected. testing the waters, that sort of thing. But yeah. don't go with the language they went with. Don't right? with, we the love kid, you, and we know it's been hard, and we want to reward you. Yeah. Ah, just kidding! Where, where you especially. think your kid gets to play spring uh, baseball this year with that extra bonus, just find out that you're screwed. Yeah. And it was coming from someone within the company, right? Yeah, the company sent the email. Well, It was a okay. test. Okay, to, okay. So, so wait a minute. So if you get email from company, your boss, are you supposed to ignore it now? You're not supposed to click the link, apparently. You're supposed to be, I'm sure there was, you're supposed to be able to, through these trainings, see what the red flags are in the email address, maybe in the language of said email. I'm sure it wasn't from the boss's email. I'm sure it was from uh, one that, you know, looks oh. suspicious, but they just went right past okay. it. Okay. All right. You would be really angry if this happened to you. Oh, uh, I, I just think that's dirty. That's yeah. all. You would be really angry. Well, What's the I name of this, this company? Is, this is what I would do. I would, I would have, uh, I, I would, I don't mind them running this test, but I don't think anybody should be in trouble for it. I mean, okay, now you get a, a second chance. West Midlands train. Trains. Okay, never using them. Uh, you can't say you're going to get a bonus, even if they don't punish these people. I mean, like, uh, your company, you go from your company, wow, they did something nice for me. I am loved. I am appreciated. Yeah, you know how hard you're going to work the rest of that day when you find out the company that was ju- you just thought was going to give you a bonus was actually just doing a gotcha? Yeah. You're not going to work hard at all no, the rest of the day. No, you're going to probably burn down the building on your way out the door. <laughs> Yeah, Milton from Office Space. Look, there are different ways to motivate people. Uh, and what do they say? Love and uh, and fear. And what's the other one? Fake bonuses. Yeah. Well, I, I think uh, I think love works best. And this is not love. Isn't it love, fear, and money? <laughs> I'm and serious. Bonuses? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, that's not the. I way thought this. Way, I thought that was dirty poor. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I know you want to train your employees to avoid, uh, you know, exposing the company to uh, ransomware, which I still can't believe that uh, the companies, that people are getting away with this and companies just pay the ransom. Can't believe that's a thing. I still can't believe you don't believe that. That like 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 Jason Bourne's gonna swoop in somewhere and and tie the hacker to a chair with a car battery and get your, yeah, your stuff unlocked. Something. <laughs>
Yeah, I want this guy who's probably living in his mom's basement to all of a sudden have SEAL Team 6 kick in the window. And <laughs> But if you just pay the ransomware, then they're just going to do it. And you can't even really blame <laughs> and, them. And, and this is common? That people go oh, ahead yeah. and just pay? Yeah, it happens really? a lot. That's Does the it number happen one. more than it doesn't happen? That's the number one uh, solution. Just pay them off. Because you can't... How long would it take you, even if it's possible, to track down those people, where they live, how to get a hold of them? They're doing it through blocked, encrypted IP addresses. Meanwhile, they've crippled your operation. Oh. Yeah, you're not running business. Yeah. yeah. I don't. They, they just say, you can't function until you pay this ransomware. And Austin's <laughs> right. What are you going to do? Like, uh, uh, send Mr. Monk out there to figure out who it is? I mean, like, there's really nothing that you could do. I thought but I, I'm frustrated that the government doesn't, like, invade countries to prevent this from happening. <laughs> they, they, that pipeline crippled the eastern United States. If somebody would have set off a bomb to that pipeline, you better believe we would have invaded a country. Here we just say, well, tough luck, private company, <laughs> pay the ransom. Hope you saved your money. I even saw some headlines that were blaming them for not paying the ransom. That the, that the consumer is now paying the ransom. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It That's... should be we put like that Liam Neeson guy on the phone with the hackers <laughs> and say, you know what, your your clock countdown of life on this earth starts now. It's begun. What if you, you if what? you if you unscramble the files now, that'll be the end of it. If you don't, I will find you. Yeah, you're you're gonna end up with. The, yeah, I will What's come for you. I will. I, I, I will look for you. I will find you. And I, I will, will kill, kill you. you. Yeah, we're gonna drop some Good special luck. forces out of the sky, and <laughs> and you're not going to exist anymore. We'll just start nuking uh, random cities until we get the right one. But how are we supposed to stop them from doing this if our response is just a well? I guess you gotta pay it. <laughs> it's like it's kind of like the bully in school that you just take an extra two bucks with you every day to give them the, your money. And okay. you can also still have enough money to buy lunch. So what? What? What could the company have done? Go to the go to the authorities and say, "Hey, get these guys." They did, and the authorities said, "Pay them." You probably ought to pay it. <laughs> here's our. Here's our. Oh, we've got a, a PowerPoint for what to do. And they pushed click, and it was pay the ransom. <laughs> End of PowerPoint. How much were they asking for? I don't know. I'm sure I have trillions. No idea either. Yeah, I'm sure it's uh, plenty. I'm sure. And look, these are tough times for oil companies. <laughs> Can they afford it? I don't know. I just think you know, like back in back in the '70s, right with the the Iranian uh, uh, hostage crisis. Didn't those poor people were were they in there for like a year and a half or something yeah. crazy? And it's because everybody's uh, the opinion was, hey. Don't negotiate with terrorists. What's going to stop uh, them from kidnapping more people? And it's like, okay, well, you draw the line in the sand. Yeah, with ransomware, it's like, well, I probably ought to pay them. <laughs> it's like they say, well, have you tried paying the ransom? Have you have you tried giving them what they want? <laughs> I, I I kind of agree with you, Jake. I mean, shouldn't somebody? Isn't there some muscle out there? That I don't know. That's what I'm saying. We we have the the entire force of the U.S. government uh, at our behest, right? We should be able to find out where some What's Chuck Norris doing anyway. What living room some nerds in, and then get, get the Expendables after him or something. The Expendables. <laughs> what living room some nerds in? Yeah, like he's got the ransomware on one computer and World of Warcraft on the other. That's while what his I'm mom is cooking him a hot pocket. Right. Uh, I think it's a, I think it's a little more sophisticated than that. <laughs> 
knock on the door. A mom goes down to the basement and says, son, uh, there's an entire uh, special forces unit at the door. <laughs> <laughs> they want a word. I don't know. Obviously don't know what I'm Your talking about. Your friends are here to go trick-or-treating, sweetheart. But, but as I followed this story, I've thought to myself, <laughs> Is there LARPing going on? Or? So everybody's answer is just to pay it? Seems ludicrous to me. How do we let people get away with this? I didn't know that they encouraged people to to to, to pay that stuff off. I, I'm I'm kind of I'm like you. I'm like what? Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll have more coming up next. We'll get back into jazz basketball. Stay tuned. Uh, Want to remind you, we're going to be hanging out at the warehouse coming up on Friday, eighteen twenty-five South, three hundred West in Salt Lake. Drop on by and see us. Price is so low it'll blow your mind. More next, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5. You know, I can't get that whole Dirks Bentley thing out of my mind now, you know, because I thought he was a good old Southern boy and find out from Austin that he's from, like, the seventh biggest city in America. Phoenix, the seventh biggest city know. in America? What is Phoenix? It's know. not, uh, not uh, in what would traditionally be considered the American South. I mean, he sings with that drawl that you don't hear in Phoenix. You hear it in Tennessee, Kentucky. Yeah, but you know, Mel Gibson played an American hero in the Patriots. I mean, why why are we why are we uh, caught up in all this? It says here that Phoenix is now the fifth largest by population. Hmm. Why would anyone want to live in Phoenix? It's hot. Oh, oh, I like Phoenix. Unless you're a gingerbread man. You don't like Phoenix? It's a thousand degrees in the winter. No. No. No, it's not. I wouldn't want to live in it's Phoenix. It's hot in the summer, but the rest of the months are just Really Maybe if I were p- part amphibian, it'd be my place to be. See, I, I'd much, I'd much rather take the Utah winter. I'd rather live through a Utah winter than a Phoenix summer. Uh, totally. A hundred out of a hundred times. Yep. I'm not sure I'm going there with you. I'd live, I'd live through a Utah winter naked before I live through a clothed summer in Phoenix. I, I just. What do you mean clothed? Because you could you with could, clothes. You can't go outside. When it's too hot, you can't go outside. Pass. Yeah. You know, well, you know where. A, there is a thing called air conditioning. Oh, that um, was just going to say the, the gold mine of HVAC work down there in Phoenix. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. If you can't go outside, I don't want to spend the whole summer you're not inside. Gonna, you're not going to spontaneously explode. And I don't want to go to my car and uh, worry about heat stroke for the first 20 minutes of my drive. Get a lighter colored car. You, you think know? that makes a difference when it's 115 degrees outside? Like, you, but it's not 115 every day. You just gotta navigate those hotter. And periods. you know what I don't like either is that there's no relief here in Utah. We have a hot summer's day, right? But when the sun goes down, things cool off it nicely. Is true. In Phoenix, it's still 101 when the sun goes down. <laughs> there's no like relief. The average summer temperature in Phoenix, Arizona. The average. 104 degrees. Yeah, that's not so bad. Hard pass. Hard pass. Average. That means there's days that there's 120. I think you could manage it. Real quick, uh, just to give folks an idea what's on the line for the Blazers tonight, going from uh, we had Ben Anderson on earlier. He wrote about this today. With a Trailblazers win, Portland would hold on to the fifth seed in the West, regardless of the outcome between the Mavericks and the Pelicans and the Lakers and the Rockets. With a win teamed with the Lakers' loss, Portland would guarantee itself that it could not be overtaken by the Lakers in the final standings. With a loss teamed with a Mavericks' win, the Trailblazers could fall 
to the sixth seed and would trail Dallas by one full game with two games left to play. With a lost team with the Lakers win, Portland would fall into a tie with the Lakers but own the season tiebreaker. Hmm. Okay. Well, they're duly motivated. Yeah, they're going to be motivated. They're going to want to come in and win this game. Not that Jazz won't want to win it, but there's there's going to be a little desperation there with Portland. Desperation is such a, a heavy word, I suppose, but there's going to be a lot of want to there. Sometimes that that blows up on you a little bit, though. You know, I mean, if they, if they're trying too hard, then maybe that'll work to the Jazz's uh, advantage because they might be pressing, whereas the Jazz might just be, you know, focused but firm. And if I had to choose between a, a team pressing, playing against a team pressing and against a team, team, care. A team <laughs> dogging it, I'll take dogging it every time. Yeah, I suppose you're right. <laughs> All right, let's get out to the zone phone. Joining us now from Wasatch Medical Clinic. And, hey, if you want your performance increased and to turn back the clock a little bit, listen up. What's going on, Andrew? Hey, that's right. If you're out there, uh, maybe things aren't as good in the bedroom as they once were. This is pretty common, um, and maybe it's more mild. Uh, we say the words erectile dysfunction, and guys say, I don't have that. That's a guy in his 90s. But we treat guys in their 20s, 30s, and 40s every day, and we do treat guys in their 80s and 90s. Our acoustic wave therapy does really turn back the clock in the bedroom. It improves blood flow, and it's kind of a scientific fact at this point, or it's scientifically proven, rather, uh, showing it works. It's uh, shown to improve circulation by opening up blood vessels with a few easy treatments that are about 10 minutes. ED is a blood flow problem, and we're actually correcting that without any pills. So you could have things turned around in just a couple of weeks? That's right. The average guy does a few treatments over two to three weeks. The Cambridge study said three weeks. So if we go with that number, first week of June, you could be done. Think about that. The relationship impact, not having to take the pill, that stress would be gone. It's pretty significant for men and for the relationships. 801-901-8000. Get on the calendar. Get in. See the doctor for free, plus a bunch of other stuff. Yep, and this is the last segment, guys. Uh, free assessment exam, blood flow ultrasound. And one that we haven't done all that often is the $300 off the treatment. That's good right now as well. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Andrew, thank you as always. Appreciate you guys. Thanks so much. See you, buddy. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and uh, 1280 The Zone. We've got Jazz Game Night coming up next. Uh, Tim Lacombe's going to jump into your spot, Gordon, and uh, we'll get the good folks ready for the Jazz and the Blazers. Yeah, I find it fascinating what you said about this game earlier. You really think the Jazz are up against it tonight? I do. I think they're going to have a tough time winning tonight. Just think I mean, they have a few things working against them. Well, I mean, I thought the three items you brought up were pretty strong. I mean, really, the Blazers are very motivated. They're very, they're hot right now. They're playing terrific. And the Jazz are, are banged up a little. Yeah, missing, you know, two of their best players. They and, don't two, play. and two guards, by the way, too, going up against a team that's got really good guards. The best news for the Jazz is that uh, the Blazers don't play much defense. No, they do not. So there, there's the potential. I'm with you that uh, somebody can go out there and have a big night. Maybe it's Jordan Clarkson again. Maybe it's Bogdanovich again. I've seen Joe Ingles play really well. 
I thought that was interesting that Ben said – was it Ben who said that uh, Bogdanovich should get the uh, the majority of the shots tonight? I thought I heard him say yeah, that. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. But, it'll, but it's going to be hard to keep Jordan Clarkson reined in, isn't it? After what happened the other night, you just love calling him a ball hog. No, I'm not That's, saying that. I'm saying that they might they that. might need him to do some of that. Um, um, yeah, I, I bet they do need him to do some of that. Um, I would look for Joe Ingles to to find his range a little better see, too. Okay, so here's my prediction of who has a big night tonight. I bet Rudy has a big night tonight. Off the pick and roll. Off the pick and roll, going up against Nurkic, who's an okay pick and roll defender, but you know who Nur- Nurkic's backup is. The Turkish delight himself, Dennis Cantor. <laughs> okay. Who's not a terrific pick-and-roll defender. No, uh, but this will be different than the Golden State game in that sense, where Rudy's going to have much more of an opportunity to be productive offensively. you think Derek Favors has a big night then? No. I mean, going up against Dennis Cantor? Derek is going to be going up against Nurkic uh, with the way that uh, the Jazz use their rotations. Okay. The Jazz do that rotation where they play their bench unit against uh, with Rudy in it if they can okay that's the luxury Derek returning has given the Jazz that they don't have to match Rudy with the other team starting center they can and you've seen Rudy go out twice instead of once yeah so they do that so they can line Rudy up against Ennis Cantor do you think there's a danger of the Jazz in there being cautious with Donovan and Mike that they might be wearing the other guys a little thin we talked about that a little bit yesterday. I mean, there, I, I think there is something to that. I don't think – oh, this sounds so cold. I'm so sorry that how cold this sounds. What? But you'd rather have Donovan 100% <laughs> and, you wear down. and wear down the other guys a little bit. Then. Okay. Again, that sounds really cold it and really mean, and bit, I don't yeah. – but, but it's kind of true. <laughs> I think it's more than kind of. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of true. All right, Gordon, you enjoy your evening. Enjoy the game. You too, and we'll see what happens. Jazz game night starts next right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.